What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, I am going to call out everyone. I'm putting you all on blast. I'm sorry. I have to do it. I'm just feeling that type of way. It's going to happen. And this actually might blow your mind. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. First, it would be a huge benefit if you would share this podcast with the world. Share it with the world. Tell everybody you know that this is the best freaking fitness, nutrition, mindset, life podcast in the world and that they need to listen. It's okay to tell a little white lie for a good cause. It's okay. The best thing you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The second best thing you can do is take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And then, of course, you can just send it directly to a friend or family member by copying the episode link, sending them a text and saying, hey, best podcast ever. You must listen. That's it. You don't need any other explanation. That's all you need to say. So I was listening because I also like to listen to podcasts. I was listening to Alex Hermosi, and he said something that kind of was like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty damn profound. He said, first, the question was, if you had a contract in front of you, okay, I want you to actually listen and answer honestly first. If you had a contract in front of you, And the contract said that you're going to get paid $30,000 a year for the next three years. $30,000 a year for the next three years. On year four and moving forward after that, you get a million dollars a year. Are you signing that contract? Hell yes, you are signing that contract. Everybody is signing that contract. If you had, let's, let's say it was five years, you had to sign a contract, 30 grand a year for the next five years. And then on year six, you get a million dollars a year moving forward. Of course, you are signing that contract, I hope. What does that mean? It means to me, can I delay the gratification? Can I sacrifice the short term? Sacrifice the instant gratification that we all want. Can I sacrifice that for the return down the road, knowing that after year three or after year five or whatever hypothetical contract we want to talk about, I get the big payoff. That's the delayed gratification. And he always said, he, he said in this, this podcast that he can always tell whether, how, some, how successful somebody is or how successful they're going to be based off of the timelines that they communicate in. If they're talking in days or weeks instead of years and decades, they're not going to be successful. If they're talking in terms of years and decades, they're already successful, they're going to be successful. I thought that was really profound. And I I really believe that one of the best qualities that we can strengthen and build and grow is the ability to delay gratification. And it's, it's very much counter to what we are 
taught and the way that our culture and society has has transformed like we have definitely moved in the direction of instant gratification all advancements have kind of been like yeah we have this thing that's pretty convenient but like how do we get it even faster you order something on amazon if it's not there the next day or within two days you're like oh my god it's broken what happened to amazon right like you want food you used to have to call and like get on the phone with another human and then place an order and then they would be like okay it's going to be an hour wait and you're like yeah no worries and then now it's like i pull out my app and i do the express uber eats and it's there in 27 minutes and even that feels like an eternity like we are definitely moving in the direction where instant gratification is instilled in us kids now it's like you can get an answer instantly you can get you know your you get on social media instantly you get feedback instantly you post a picture right like you post a picture on instagram and then every single time you get that little buzz or the notification and you want to see how quickly you can accumulate likes and it's just it's instilled in us it's it's reinforced and so what we already knew was one of the most one of the most beneficial characteristics in determining success this has been proven and studied delayed gratification we've moved into a way of living that makes that even more difficult than it already was now if you think about like the diet industry and the way that that's all established and um, set up it's lose you know you, you get these ads and these notifications of you know burn 20 you know, melt 20 pounds of belly fat in the next 20 days and like people actually believe that that's okay and that that's appropriate they're like well shit yeah i don't want to wait more than 20 days i'm gonna do this thing we you know there's there's just this massive appeal to having what you want and having it instantly. It gives you that dopamine hit in your brain. Like, ooh, this is the thing that I want. And I don't have to wait for it? Of course, sign me up. So we're in this society, we're in this way of living that makes it so much more difficult to delay gratification. And yet that is the single most important characteristic for determining success. But here's why I'm calling everybody out. I'm putting everyone on blast because I know damn well you're signing that contract. You're taking 30 grand for the next three to five years if you can get a million dollars a year after that. Guaranteed. Sign the contract. I know you're signing it. I know you said you would take that deal. But now let me ask you, are you approaching your fitness and nutrition that way? Are you living your life that way? Are you delaying gratification? I would venture to guess that you're not. I would venture to guess that you're trying to take shortcuts when it comes to weight loss, that you're trying to lose fat as fast as possible. I would guess that your diet history looks a lot like trying to cash in a lottery ticket. Like you just want it now and then. It didn't work. So you tried the next thing that promised it faster. Then you tried the next thing 
And then you tried the next extreme thing that told you to drink apple cider vinegar and pink Himalayan sea salt and whatever the fuck else they told you to do and celery juice and all this other shit. You were like, oh, well, it's going to get me there faster. So I'm in. But yet you told me you would sign the contract. So I'm calling you out. I'm putting you on blast. There's a disconnect. You are not approaching your fitness and nutrition. So how, how are we drawing the parallel? What, what it means to me in the interpretation for me, because finances are easy to grasp. It's, it's a little bit more tangible. And so I do think that sometimes it's an unfair comparison, but it's really not because most people want the same shit. Most people want more money. They want to look better. They want to feel better, right? They want to be more important. Like those are kind of the basic things that we all want. We want, you know, we want better relationships, right? We want to be loved. We want to look better naked. We want to have more money and we want to feel significant. Like That's kind of it. Um, so we all want those things. But money is just such a tangible thing. So it's a lot easier to grasp. Like when somebody says, would you pay $10,000 if I could guarantee you $20,000 in return? That's an easy yes, because it's dollars for dollars. But then if it was like, would you pay, 20, you know, let's say $10,000 and you were guaranteed to have the body that you desire for the rest of your life and to never have to worry about it again, a lot of people are like, nah, <laughs> why? Like you could do so much, you would, I would be willing to bet that those two things, right? Either getting the 20, like the 2X return, $20,000 versus the body that you desire for the rest of your life without having to worry about it ever again. I think that that would be more valuable. I know that that would be more valuable. $20,000 would probably go very quickly. And it probably wouldn't bring you all that much happiness. It would maybe, you know, help with some things. Of course, it would help with some things, maybe pay off some debt, maybe get some things for the house that you need, maybe some things for the kids, maybe put it away for retirement or college funds or whatever. I'm sure that it would be beneficial. But having the body, the health, the fitness level that you desire for the rest of your life, for hopefully years and decades without ever having to worry about it again, I have to imagine that that would be way more beneficial and would, would spill over into every other area of your life, including your finances. I don't know why that happens, but it happens all the time. You take care of yourself. You prioritize yourself. You focus on being healthier, more fit, leaner, whatever. You take care of your physical appearance. You take care of your mental health, emotion, emotional health. And all of a sudden, you start to find more opportunities. You start to notice that you're making more money. Things like that just seem to fall into place. Anyway, my feeling is that the health, fitness, that outcome would be more beneficial than the 20000 But that's a whole separate side tangent. Um, my only point to that was that it's, it's a lot more tangible for people to think dollars for dollars. So when you hear the contract... It's, it's easier to be like, yeah, of course I would, I would be able to find a way to live off of 30 grand a year. I would get resourceful. I would, you know, live the minimalist lifestyle. I could punt for three to five years 
with the outcome of a million dollars a year, because I know like it's, it's very tangible. It's dollars for dollars. But when you try to relay that and draw the parallel to the way that you're approaching your fitness and nutrition, it's more difficult because we're no longer talking dollars for dollars. But the way that I interpret that is that the $30,000 a year living in fitness and nutrition terms is building your foundation. It's solidifying your foundation. It's not looking at the instant gratification, right? It's not looking at, is the scale down today? If it's not, I'm upset. It's not looking at the expectation of an outcome. It's truly living and focusing on the process and the foundation and building that over that three to five year period without any expectations of an outcome. I just did an episode, whatever it was, two episodes ago that talked about how expectations are killing your progress. And this is what I, you know, it's kind of goes hand in hand with that, where if you were to sign that contract and it was related to fitness and nutrition, to me, that means that you would be building the foundation. You would be focusing on the process. You'd be focusing on the daily actions and habits that will serve you for life without any expectation of the outcome. And then after that three to five year period, you're making a million dollars a year because you have the foundation. You're already going to be where you want to be, which means that one meal is not going to impact you. One week is not going to impact you. You could eat an entire pizza and not it won't move the needle one way or the other. You will have such a strong rock solid foundation that you will literally be a nutrition millionaire. You will be a fitness millionaire. You will have the metabolism, the muscle, the look, all of the things that you want because you took that $30,000 a year contract for three to five years. And then it paid off when that million dollars kicked in. That's the way that I interpret it. And I think that there's a, a, an important point to this, which is number one, assess your mindset. Assess that like, if you're truly able to delay gratification, then it's just a patience game. You're, you're going to be successful. Keep doing what you're doing. But assess if you're thinking transactionally, if you're thinking in arbitrary timelines, if you're thinking, I need this outcome by this date, you're in for a rough ride. Like it, it's just, we have research to support this. We have data to support this. You, If you are finding yourself like, I need to lose this weight tomorrow. I need to be 50 pounds lighter by next week. I need this to happen instantly. And if you find yourself so married to the day-to-day, right? Like, what the hell? I ate perfectly yesterday. I got my workout in. I got my steps in. And the scale was up a pound. Can you believe that? All this work that I did yesterday and the scale is up a pound today. Come on. Like, if that's you, then we got to work on Like, I promise you. That is going to create way more stress and frustration than anything else. Would you sign the contract? If you're saying you would sign the contract, then you can't sit there and get upset about a daily fluctuation on the scale. You can't sit there and say, well, I did everything perfect for a day or a week or a month. And the result is not what I expected because there is no expectation. You're just focusing on the foundation and the process. So would you sign the contract? I hope that you can create some level of awareness around 
the way that you're approaching things mentally and how to reframe that. If I'm going to be doing this forever, does it matter that the scale went up today? No. If I'm going to be doing this forever, does it matter that I ate a little bit more than I wanted to today? No. Play the long game. Now, there's another point that I wanted to make in all of this, which is you have to learn how to be the person who can handle the millionaire status, right? It's like the lottery winners. Everybody knows the statistics on lottery winners. Most of them end up broke. And the reason that they end up broke is because they were never taught and they never had to learn how to deal with that amount of money. Like what type of person they needed to become to be able to navigate that amount of money. Similarly, when people try to lose weight, oftentimes they don't know how to handle success because all of a sudden things start changing and people start noticing and they feel different and they act a little bit different and they get comments and compliments and people ask what they're doing and there's attention and there's all of this shit that they didn't, pr- they didn't plan for. They didn't visualize. They didn't know it was going to happen. And so they sabotage. They don't know how to handle success. It's like if there was a pill that would immediately allow you to, let's just say, lose however you get to decide. It's going to be this really cool pill where you like type in the number and you take the pill and that's how many pounds you lose. That's how much body fat you lose. If you type in 10, you lose 10 pounds of body fat. If you type in 50, you lose 50 pounds of body fat. That's the pill. That's the equivalent of the lottery winner. You know what happens to everybody who takes that pill? They end up exactly where they started because they didn't do anything. You didn't learn how to be that person. This is why maintenance phases are so important. Actually learning how to live with your new results. And we talk about phasing things and micro-stepping your way to where you want to be. That's why this matters because you have to be able to sustain those results. Maintenance phase, you actually learn how to keep those results. You get to learn what type of balance you have in your life and the flexibility that you can enjoy and when it's too much so that you don't self-sabotage and and create a situation where you're back at square one. Now, some of that is, on the one hand, it's because we don't actually prepare, like we're not prepared for success. We don't know. We never had the money before. So we win all of that money. We don't know what to do with it. We've never had the sustainable results before. So we start to create success. We don't know how to deal with it. So we sabotage and gain the weight back. That's one part of it. the other part of it is it's really unsexy to just maintain. Like in our society, the way that we are conditioned We're praised for like big milestones. We reinforce this behavior, right? Somebody loses 50 pounds and we make this big celebration, big, huge celebration. Somebody becomes a millionaire. It's this big celebration. But then what happens when they just maintain that? Like the millionaire just maintains where they're at financially. They don't get celebrated anymore. They don't even get noticed anymore. That's just maintenance now. It's boring. 
They're like, wait a minute. Where's the champagne? Where's the party? So then what happens? They spend all their money and then they end up broke, but they know how to become a millionaire. So they do it again. And then the celebration ensues. Congratulating. Now you've reinforced this behavior that we're only celebrating these milestone occasions. So it's cool. I can reach it. I can sabotage it. I can reach it again. And the party never stops. It's kind of the same thing with weight loss. Like you can reach this milestone, but then when you maintain, that's boring. Like imagine if you went to social media right now and you were like, I haven't gained or lost a pound of, of weight. Like if you were like, my weight has stayed exactly the same for the last two and a half years. People would be like, why the fuck are you posting that? Like you would get people who are like, I don't understand. Is something wrong with you? Are you okay? Like nobody would know how to handle it. If you're like, hey, Facebook, weight hasn't changed in three years, period. <laughs> like nobody would know what to do. Now, on the other hand, somebody says, I just hit the 50 pound down. Like they post to Facebook. Today marks the day I'm officially 50 pounds down. They would get inundated with congratulations, great work, all that stuff. And then what happens? Then all of a sudden the celebration stops. Maintenance is really boring. Nobody notices. But we've conditioned this behavior. So it's really easy for somebody to then sabotage because, well, shit, the praise felt good. That was a lot of dopamine. We love dopamine. Let me get that back. You already know how to do it because you did it. So you gain the weight back. You do it again. You get celebrated again. It reinforces the behavior. If you think what I'm saying doesn't happen, it happens. Trust me, it happens. It's part of the conditioning. Nobody cares about, nobody notices maintenance. Nobody celebrates maintenance. But we have to begin to celebrate when we don't sabotage ourselves. We have to begin to learn how to maintain those results. We have to learn how to celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen, when we don't blow ourselves up. Be excited about that. Shit, I've maintained my results for six months. I am proud. That's an accomplishment. You don't have to sabotage and go back to the milestone so that you can get this empty dopamine hit have people applauding, like maintain, learn how to be that person, learn how to be that person that lives with those results forever and then take the next step and do it again. And then the next step and do it again. That's why I believe that maintenance phases are the most important in all of this. It's not the fat loss phase. Everybody knows how to lose fat. Can we just all agree on this and admit this once and for all? Every Body knows how to lose fat. It's not a mystery. We figured that part out. The part that we haven't figured out is everything that I'm talking about. It's actually maintaining and sustaining it. It's actually becoming the person that can live with those results. It's not cycling through dopamine hits by sabotaging yourself so you can do it all over again. It's the mindset side of things, the psychological side of things that we haven't quite figured out. I mean, we have figured them out. We just haven't done a good job at implementing and instilling them in the masses, right? On an individual level, sure, we can do that. That's what we do on on a daily basis. Individual level, that's easy. We can work through that. 
one-on-one. We have not quite figured this out on a mass level where we can actually teach people how to do, because there's no formula and it's different based off of each person and where you're starting and your self-limiting beliefs and what you think about yourself. Had a huge, huge breakthrough and not a breakthrough, um, huge realization in therapy. And my therapist said, we all have this I am statement at like the core of us. There's this I am statement that we all have at the core of us. And it's, you know, it's fluid and it could be like multifaceted, but at the end of the day, there's this I am statement. And some examples would be like, I am unworthy. I am not enough. I am unlovable. And we do all of these things in our lives to protect that I am statement. We keep it safe. So we make decisions in, in our lives, you know, who we date, who we surround ourselves with, the jobs that we pick, the life that we choose for ourselves, all of these things to help solidify and protect that I am statement. Because if we start to accumulate evidence that it's not true, well, then what does that mean? What does that say about me? It's, it's identity shattering. So we protect that I am statement. I am not enough. I am unworthy. I am unlovable. Those are just some examples. So what happens when we're starting to see success in an area like fitness and nutrition, and it's counter to the I am statement? Well, shit, well, that can't be the case. My core belief has to be true. So I sabotage so that my core belief maintains its validity. See how that works? This is this this is the part that is not scalable. This is the part that we can't just instill in the masses. This is the part that takes work. You have to sort through that. You have to identify those things because you have to learn to live with the progress and the results that you deserve. And sometimes that requires addressing and assessing what is your I am statement? What is that core belief about yourself? And then can we rewrite it? Can we come up with evidence to the contrary? Most of the times, yes, you can. All of the times you can. It just takes work. It takes work like anything else. So we have to be able to live with the progress that we've made, even if it goes against that core belief that I am statement. So maybe that's the evidence that you need to rewrite that statement. Maybe that's the evidence you need to come up with a new core belief about yourself. This can just be the conduit. This can just be the vehicle for some serious self-realization. It's powerful stuff, but you have to be willing and open to that work. This can't be found in a calorie calculator. This can't be found in a macro coach. This can only be found with human-to-human conversations, connection, self-work, like self-personal development, uh, therapy, coaching, journaling, doing your own self-discovery. There's no secret. You know, I wish that we could put this in a little formula and send it out to everyone, but that's not the case. 
Hopefully that makes sense. I actually really appreciate the fact that the stuff that we talk about is very similar. Um, in I know I've talked about Cured a bunch of times, but we're going to be doing a lot more with them. And uh, they're on a very similar mission. Like the way that they educate, a lot of it is about this stuff. It's about that personal work. And their vehicle is just different. It's, it's the same thing. We want the same outcomes, the same education, the same awareness. It's just different vehicles. They're using the vehicles of supplementation, CBD, functional mushrooms, things that can help us to remove the cloud of anxiety and the cloud of stress that often prevent us from doing the deep work that we need to do. Same mission, just different vehicles. And they're very synergistic in what we do and what they do. I've been saying it all along. I actually had somebody message me. I hope you're listening right now. I appreciate the shout out. Said that her sleep score, she messaged me about the Serenity gummies uh, because she had tried some things for sleep and, and nothing had worked. And I was like, 10 out of 10 Serenity gummies, the way to go. Like she was asking me about a couple other options. I was like, trust me, Serenity gummies <laughs> by Cured, hands down. And she messaged me and said her sleep score has never been better. She hasn't slept as long and hasn't had as quality of sleep like ever. And she's only been taking them for, I don't know, like a week, already noticing huge improvements. So like what they do is let's remove the cloud of anxiety and, and stress to be able to do this internal work. And let's actually put out products that address current day issues uh, and so the blend of having CBD, of having functional mushrooms, uh, adaptogens, everything they do is is incredible. So uh, we also have a deal for Cured. If you go to curednutrition.com, you can use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M. Highly recommend the Serenity Gummies if you're thinking about one product. If you need help with sleep, use their Zen Caps and their Serenity. Um, that's been like an amazing combination for me and, and Mel as well. And if you need something for focus, use their rise, go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M to get your discount. And they're going to be making moves. Like just pay attention to what they're doing. Um, actually go listen to their podcast. It's called the cured collective podcast. Cause I was a guest there on there recently. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation with Joe on their podcast. So go check that out. Go to curednutrition.com, get you some Serenity gummies. Thank me later. Seriously, tell me how they are because I think this is the best product out there. And I've got confirmation from a lot of people saying the same thing, but I would love to hear from you if you try uh, their Serenity gummies or any of their products. Just give me some feedback. Uh, I would I would love to hear it because it's been nothing but amazing so far. So. Um, Go check that out. And um, yeah, would you sign the contract? Ask yourself that question. And then are you living in alignment? Are you being congruent in saying that you would sign the contract and how you are acting and how you are approaching your fitness and nutrition? I know we covered a lot of ground today, but most important is become the person that can maintain those results. Practice maintenance. Celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen. It doesn't always have to be a milestone. It's okay to celebrate the milestone, but like maintain and be proud that you're maintaining. 
It's okay to celebrate when you're in, when you've made progress and then you're in a holding pattern. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to not blow yourself up. It's a good thing to not sabotage yourself. I know we've been conditioned a certain way, but we just have to recognize those patterns and seek to create new ones. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that was helpful. And I will talk to you guys very soon.